Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. What's up, guys? It's me, your host, Nick. Nick, 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 Nick. It's Nick's Nerd News. What up, what up, what up? It is Wednesday, August 18th. And not a whole lot of crazy things to talk about. It's a bit of a slow week, if you will, in, in terms of gaming and movies and such. And uh, we will talk about Free Guy. Did see that this weekend. But uh, yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun at the uh, Nevada Nerd Street Market on Saturday. Some good vendors. And uh, got some awesome Pokemon cards as well. And that was fun. Unfortunately, didn't we didn't stream on Saturday because uh had some internet issues that prevented us from, from streaming on Twitch. But uh, other than that, it was still really fun to do. Uh, last Friday night, of course, we did uh, Summer of Smash yet again uh, for the 101 Esports League. And uh, this week, we'll actually be doing our first week of doubles. Um, so, uh, check out the 101 League on, on Twitch.tv on, on Friday night. Uh, if not, you know, come and come and hang out. If, if you guys want to do that as well, sign up for doubles. Uh, it should be really fun. Um, that's going to be, like I said, the, the, the 101 League. Uh, and then on Saturday, we'll be doing our first doubles tournament for... Uh, Smash Melee, and that's going to be on Saturday at Panels, uh, so be on the lookout for that as well, and um, I'm going to be shoutcasting both, uh, hopefully, and I don't think anything is going to get in the way, uh, you can do so um, on uh, smash.gg slash the101league, and uh, should be really fun, should be a lot of fun, and... Super Smash Bros, and it's, can't wait, I uh, hope you guys support it, uh, it's something I've been doing for fun, and to help out a friend, and uh, hopefully we'll be getting some more games uh, going soon as well. So uh, just keep a lookout, I posted on, on my personal Instagram and things like that, and uh, of course I talk about it every week, the 101 League on inter Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that, uh, the uh, twitch.tv slash the 101 league you guys can watch us there on Fridays uh, it'll be our first doubles tournament on Friday night uh, for Super Smash Ultimate but um, anywho why don't, why don't we get into what you guys are really here for and uh, that's for me to ramble on about things that who knows what and uh, looks like we finally know what this year's Call of Duty is going to be um, it's allegedly called Call of Duty Vanguard, and, uh, sounds like there's gonna be a proper reveal tomorrow inside of Warzone, of all places, so, um, I guess you gotta be playing Warzone to, to watch it. I don't know what that means, I don't know how that's gonna work, but, uh, it's gonna be World War II focused again, and, uh, we'll see how well it sells, especially with this ongoing debate on, do we, uh, do we boycott Activision? Do we still support the devs? It, it's a kind of a give and take type thing. I support both arguments. I do. And it's like, yes, you know, sending a message with, with your wallet is a big, big part of it. But at the same time, you could be punishing 
uh, developers on the game who really are are innocent in the matter, and it it's a it's a it's a double edged sword that you finally have to walk to see uh, to make sure you don't fall to one side or the other. Right? It's it's very very interesting for 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 major consequences of as well. You know, so we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see how that, that plays out in, uh, in the next few months, but I just, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting to watch. Um, also in the news, a potential Grand Theft Auto trilogy remastered is in the works, uh, for current gen systems, including the Nintendo switch. Uh, this would include... Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Now, it, this is something I would 100% be down for. Uh, I never really beat Vice City or 3. Uh, I, I went back and replayed San Andreas uh, when it came back for the 360 because I had you if you use too many cheat codes, you actually can't beat the game. But... So I never beat it on PS4 or PS2. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. But if they do a full-on remaster, that would be fucking epic. And if they do include Vice City, that's a good, good tie-in to the potential rumors. You know that Grand Theft Auto 6 or whatever it ends up being called is is going to be a a newer, uh, you know, HD version of Vice City. If this ends up being true, though, I I am one billion percent like getting it like there's no doubt in my mind that i'm going to purchase that remastered trilogy hands down like there's no question no question at all um also tomorrow is QuakeCon. a little voice crack there QuakeCon 2021 is going down uh for the next three days starting tomorrow uh will be all digital as it was last year, uh, you know, because of the ongoing um, bullshit in the world. And because some people don't want to do some things. Anyway, a lot of rumors are hinting at a potential new Quake game in the works uh, that will be announced by Machine Games uh, at this weekend's QuakeCon. But as of right now, nothing is confirmed, nothing is true. But keep your dial tuned to Nixner News, and we may have that news for you next week. Be on the lookout. Um, so, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, I guess Spider-Man is still on track for some time this year for PlayStation users, um, if there's any people left playing the game. <laughs> um I'm not even going to talk about that at all. That game, what a broken mess. Anyway, uh, ROM Universe recently shut down uh, after a federal court ordered them to shut down. And now they are being ordered to destroy every copy of their pirated Nintendo games, which apparently is a lot. And uh, they're never to be allowed back online. Uh, because Nintendo won the lawsuit against ROM Universe, 
And apparently they also have to pay Nintendo one point or $2.1 million in damages. Which is pretty wild. That is crazy. Um, Nintendo didn't want the, uh, the website to come back online, but it looks like that was actually pushed through recently. And that's wild. Wild, wild, wild. They have so many things to destroy, and they're all pirated. Don't fuck with Nintendo. Just that that's all you should ever do is don't fuck with Nintendo. If if uh if you don't know that already. Jesus Christ. Uh Intel has also announced that they will be making their own graphics cards that will start releasing next year. And um they're meant to compete, of course, with NVIDIA and um why can't I think today? And uh, AMD. Uh, and they will have, you know, the same capabilities as modern graphics cards. They showed off some some different games to show off the capabilities. Uh, no word yet on pricing, um, but they should start appearing in uh, PCs, laptops, and other things starting sometime in 2022. We'll see if that, uh, if they're a worthy competitor. Be interesting, though, for sure. And uh, moving forward, so in the wake of Activision being investigated and sued and probably not dismantled yet, but eventually, maybe, I don't know, I'm speculating there. Now, uh, also in the wake of, of Ubisoft's tumultuous 2020, Ubisoft Singapore is now being investigated over harassment claims. Um, they're the ones working on Skull and Bones, and uh, the Singaporean government has uh, sent in a national watchdog for fair and progressive employment practices over claims of sexual harassment and workplace discrimination. Look at that. Just everywhere. So Singapore's Tripartite Alliance for Fair and Progressive Employment Practices uh, has told the Straight Times on July 23rd it had received anonymous feedback to media articles, quote, about allegations of workplace harassment and unfair treatment, unquote. Um, uh, this is just after Kotaku published a investigative report about it. Um, they interviewed over 20 current and former employees of the staff. Um, they reported issues including... Um, discriminatory racial pay disparities, sexual harassment, bullying, and toxic work conditions. Um, mostly under the former managing director, Hughes Ricor. I don't think I said that right. And the new managing director, Daryl Long, said, quote, it's very important that we can talk about these things and that we acknowledge what's going on in our industry right now. We need to start to change the way we are perceived and the way we act internally as well, unquote. And they have hired a third party. They did say, quote, we have taken concrete action to formalize how misconduct is dealt with, some challenges over the past decade, and still work to be done about its culture, unquote. So we'll see how that follows suit, and this kind of ties into why, you know, Skull and Bones has kind of gone through so many changes. There's been a lot of changes over at Ubisoft Singapore in the last few years. And it's just all negativity this week in gaming. Because now, 
uh, People Can Fly, the studio behind Outriders, has reported that it has no idea how many copies of its game has been sold, nor has it earned any royalties from the game, um, which indicates that the game might not be profitable. And they announced this on their developer, uh, on their investor website. Uh, it also said that, uh, explained that their, uh, apparently their deal with Square Enix said that they wouldn't be able to get any royalties of the game for the game's first quarter on sale before August 16th, so before two days ago. And so nothing has been transferred to them. It says, quote, according to the publisher, the revenues from the sale of the game are lower than the total costs of its production, including quality assurance, distribution, and promotion, unquote. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, the executive of the company, Sebastian Wolchowski, um, via a translator, said, quote, We don't have any sales figures for Outriders. We estimated at between 2 and 3 million units and assumed that this was a result that would ensure profitability for this project in the first quarter of sales. The lack of payment by the publisher probably means that according to Square Enix, this is not the case, unquote. Now here's a big thing. Is it actually profitable, or is Square Enix claiming it's not profitable? And that's that's a big deal, and that could come up later. So keep that on. Um, interesting. Uh, he also went on to speculate that it's also because of stuff that the publisher did. Some people, uh, maybe Game Pass, um, maybe Square Enix spent more money than expected. But... It also said that, you know, Marvel's Avengers had failed to recoup its development costs. But that makes sense. That game fucking sucked. And people hated it. Whereas people actually liked Outriders and were playing it and talking about it for quite a long time. Um, he also said that People Can Fly are still working on the game. And he said, quote, The sales tale of the Outriders game is ahead of us. Uh, they expect royalties to come in later this year. But we'll see what actually happens. They go on to say other things, but it'll be interesting. I don't know how Square Enix measures profit. Maybe they're like Hollywood voodoo pro voodoo math, you know, where a, a movie, all movies are technically losses, and they all make money off of that. And our, our biggest news of the day, and our final gaming news, is there was a Pokemon Direct today. Uh, it was about half an hour, it was this morning. And it focused on Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I recently learned is the correct pronunciation. As well as po uh, a new trailer for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the remakes of Diamond and Pearl. But I do want to talk about more about Arceus. Uh, it is taking place in the Hisuian region. Hisuian? I don't know if I'm... I don't think I'm saying that right. And... It looks like it's not taking place as far in the past as the initial trailer made it seem. But it will be released on January 28th, 2022. Uh, the Hisui region. Um, so that eventually becomes the Sinnoh region from, you know, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Uh, the, the main location is Jubilife Village. And you work as a member of the Galaxy Expedition Team. And you will do different missions for the Medical Corps, Security Corps, and Survey Corps. And it will eventually become Jubilife City in those games, if, if that sounds familiar. 
Uh, Mount Coronet, of course, is still the center of the region, and that's where you can uh, find different areas with different ecosystems. Um, it actually is introducing new uh, high swing, high swing, uh versions or uh variants of pokemon and we'll have a new type of growlith which is fire and rock and looks much more like a traditional chinese dog or lion which is kind of what growlith is based on and then a new version of braviary which is going to be flying psychic uh, and uh, there's also new evolutions uh, including weirdeer which is a normal psychic pokemon who evolves from stantler from gen 2 as well as Basculegion, which is a water ghost Pokemon that evolves from Basculin. Um, you will work with characters who are named Commander Kamado, who is the leader of the Galaxy Expedition team, um, and also related to Professor Rowan from Diamond and Pearl, and as well as Captain Silene, who is uh, leader of the Galaxy's, Galaxy Team Survey Corps. Um... There will be another professor who gives you your Pokemon. Uh, you can choose your own starter, either Rowlet, Cyndaquil, or Oshawott. Uh, wild Pokemon can actually attack you and, and, and blow out your health meter. Um, battling works a little bit differently with a new Agile and Strong Style system and how moves work. Agile will raise users' action speed, but it comes at the cost of the, of the power, whereas Strong Style raises power but lowers your action speed. Um, after you weaken the Pokemon, that's when you can catch them, and the Pokeballs do this cool little, like, firework, and, uh, it, it's essentially to complete the Pokedex, but there's more than that. There will be research tasks, uh, which will help you unlock new areas, and, uh, unlock new Pokemon, but there are different base camps you can go to, so it's, it is open world, and there is crafting as well. But, uh, to help make the different Pokeballs, there's also going to be Smoke Bombs and Heavy Balls, which are returning, and, um, we also got new details, uh, so the trailer's out now for you guys to check out, I'm very excited for this game, I can't wait to see what the, that version, that regional version of Arcanine looks like based off what Growlithe looks like. Um, we also got a new trailer for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Those release on 11.19. Uh, Pokemon can follow you. That's returning. Uh, full outfit customization. A full redo of the Underground in, in Sinnoh. Uh, super contests are being reworked. There's a little bit more mini games. Um, also, like, wild Pokemon that will be roaming around in certain parts of the map. And, of course, that new Chibi style for the main game. And then, of course, a more detailed version for battles and such. Uh, that will release on November 19th. And also announced is a new Switch Lite that will feature Dialga and Palkia. I'm made by a Switch Lite. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not. Anyway, that's it for gaming news. Uh, all that stuff is online. Those Pokemon trailers, of course, are on YouTube. I would definitely go check out the one for po uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Game looks fucking sick, dude. Fucking sick. Uh, I'm going to talk about TV here a bit. And uh, Netflix has finally announced the cast for its uh, new live-action Avatar. 
despite the fact that the original series creators are not involved as they've moved over to Paramount Plus for their uh, Avatar verse, whatever they're going to call it, Airbender verse, but I can't wait to see what this dumpster fire turns into and how fans react because it's going to be glorious either way to either watch them scream in horror or cry at, at the gloriousness, but I think it will be great. And then, uh, speaking of Netflix, there's a new thing called Nestflix. Um, some developer decided to make this as a joke. Yes, you heard Nestflix, like N-E-S-T. And uh, apparently what it is, it's a fake streaming service for like all fake movies and shows. So, think of all the fake movies you saw in Community. All the fake shows that you've seen um, from like 30 Rock. Fake movies from 30 Rock. Uh, like, here's one. Um, or the, all, the fake movies from Tropic Thunder, like Satan's Alley, Simple Jack. Uh, then you have Goodwill Hunting 2, Hunting Season from Jane Fi Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, Queen's Boulevard and all the movies and shows from, from uh, Entourage. Think, think of it that way. And it just has pictures and describes who's in it. I think it's kind of funny. But uh, that way you can see if, if you've ever thought, what was that fake movie they were making? What was that fake show? It's all there on Nestflix. Hell, it even has the Angels with, with Filthy Souls from the Home Alone films. So it's, it's really funny and it's, it's nice to see someone collecting that so people can look it up, I guess. I, I don't know. But it's funny to see for sure. And yeah, that's at net, nestflix.fun of all places. <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny. And in the strangest move ever, Amazon has decided to move production of its Lord of the Rings show from New Zealand, which is, you know, like Middle Earth at this point. They're moving production to the UK, which, don't get me wrong, the, the, the UK has some beautiful locales and beautiful vistas, but, like, it doesn't make any sense to move Middle Earth there. And, like, New Zealand put out a statement like, uh, yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's cool. Obviously not. Well, I'm, I'm embellishing a bit. They're probably like, fuck off, mate probably what they said to Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah, it's a very odd move. And Amazon's explanation doesn't make any fucking sense either. But, yeah, it's strange. So, don't expect uh, Middle Earth in Season 2 of the Second Age to look like uh, Middle Earth at all, apparently. And, um, also, What We Do in the Shadows has been renewed for a fourth season, ahead of its Season 3 premiere on the 1st. If you haven't watched this show, you should, because it's fucking hilarious. And if you haven't seen the movie it's based on, which is what we do in the shadows, that, the Taika Waititi film, again, you need to watch that movie because it's hilarious. This is honestly one of the best shows on TV, and you're missing out if you're not watching it. And I'm not kidding about that. Um, uh, moving forward here, the, the Alien show that is coming out, uh, will be grounded 
in the Alien films that came before it. And it ha- uh, apparently Ridley Scott is very heavily involved in the production of the show, may- making sure that it, it fits his his world, I guess. And the other thing to go along with that, uh, it was announced, I think, yesterday that a new Nerf gun based on the gun from Aliens is coming out. Of all things, Nerf. Like, really? The fuck? Nerf Alien? It's not really a kid's movie. Like, I get your... It's for the collectors, but like, very odd tie-in product. And, um, yeah. Uh, before we move on to movies, um, I do want to talk about some reviews of episodes this past week. Uh, Lower Decks returned uh, with season two on Thursday, and I gotta say, it it went it started off with a bang. There was so many Easter eggs in the first like few minutes of the episode. First off, we get our return to Cardassia, which hasn't been seen in quite a while, and even a callback to, to Next Generation uh, Cardassians with their lights instead of Deep Space Nine Cardassians. And the whole episode is essentially like a, a redo of... Um, not a redo, but a, a, a massive callback to like one of the first episodes of the original series uh, where one of the characters gets like godlike powers. Uh, Gary Mitchell, and it it was first off the episode was hilarious and it was great to see, and uh, I like to I like to see that they're going to include uh, Will Riker in a few episodes here as we we go back and forth with Boimler on the Titan, but I'm very excited to see where Lower Decks goes in season two, the Bad Batch season finale, little underwhelming, but it was interesting to see the dynamic uh, turn between. You know, Clone Force 99 and, and Crosshairs, and, and see how that plays out, especially with the destruction now of Kamino, as we found out the Empire just wiped out all of Kamino. And it looks like they've kept a couple Kamino and scientists aboard. And we get a tease at the end that they take the scientists with clone commandos, which is awesome to see, to this facility in a mountain where scientists come out wearing patches similar to Kamino and Kaminoan patches uh, that are exactly like the outfits worn by the doctors in the Mandalorian. So here's a direct tie-in to the Mandalorian about 25 years beforehand, 27 years beforehand. And also, uh, it's pretty much been confirmed that the facility they go to is Mount Tantus, which has a very deep Legends connection with Heir to the Empire, Thrawn, the the Emperor... And of course, everyone's favorite clone, Luke. <laughs> the, the Luke spelled with two U's. So essentially, they, they are potentially building to an heir, uh, set up to heir to the Empire. Which, fuck yeah, if true. And everyone says they're casting, they potentially might be casting Mara Jade for The Mandalorian Season 3. So who, who knows? Uh, and then, of course, we had our first episode of Marvel's What If on Wednesday. And I, the episode was kind of boring to me. And I don't, I don't know if it's because it was too much of a rehash of Captain America the First Avenger, which not really the biggest fan of that movie. It's okay, but it's not great. And there are weight... The, the, I thought it was just going to be like one thing that kind of diverges. Or not one thing, but just a few things that 
help set up the story. Not like a whole bunch of fucking things. So it was interesting to see because that, that creates now a whole bunch of other divergent paths. But the animation style is amazing and it blends like this new style cell shaded with with old school animation as well on like the fire and smoke effects. So it was very interesting to see the two come together. Uh, but but having um, Haley Atwell back as as Captain Carter or Agent Carter, who becomes like Captain America, is, is pretty badass. And I will say I'm a fan of them bringing her back for multiple episodes to interact. And clearly she's been sent into the present day um, to interact with with the Avengers uh, to explain how she gets there. So I'm I'm excited to see how that goes because in in one way or another they have to have the stories converge at the same points or play out in the same way, obviously. Uh, that's it for TV. Uh, not a whole lot on TV this week. Like I said, I, I'm not going to talk about it as much as I used to. And then uh, I do want to talk about movies. Uh, technically, this is not movies exactly, but it is related to a movie. Uh, Danny DeVito famously played the Penguin in Batman Returns back in 1992. And it has been announced that he will be writing a Penguin comic for DC in honor of the character's 80th anniversary. And I have never heard of him writing a comic, so I'm very, very excited to see how that plays out and and how it comes out. And it will also tie into who, you know, does the artwork. But I, I can't wait to read that. That's for damn sure. Uh, we also have news on the Spawn reboot that will hopefully still star Jamie Foxx. That's being directed by Spawn creator Todd McFarland. Uh, Brian Tucker has been hired to write the film. Um, he doesn't have a, a, a big history of, of big, um, big blockbusters. But granted, this is a... Uh, it's not supposed to be a, a big high-powered movie. And I'm trying to see what other movies he's written. Um, nope, let me make sure. Is he the one that's working on it? I don't know. But, hold on, I don't think he's done anything of, of, of much... Um, a lot. Let me just say that. He hasn't done done a lot on it. And uh, yeah, sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, other than J Bloomhouse is producing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that turns out or even if it ever really gets made like it's supposed to. Um, so, but we'll, we'll see. Also announced, Emma Stone signs on for Cruella 2. What the fuck? Why, why? Why? Why is this movie being made? Why is this movie being made? I refuse to watch the first one. I really do. And it's funny because after Scarlett Johansson was going to announce that she's going to suit Disney, it said Emma Stone might as well. But I guess they looped her in for Cruella 2 instead. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Free Guy, which we'll talk about in, in a couple minutes here, uh, won the weekend with $28 million. Uh, meanwhile, Suicide Squad, Squad, the Suicide Squad dropped 72% in the U.S. markets. 
Um, but Free Guy, yeah. $28 million, man. Fucking great. It was a fucking hilarious movie, too. So many video game references. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, the Suicide Squad's a failure. It's like, no. Think about what is going on right now. We are not in a normal situation right now. You know Free Guy probably would have pulled in more money, too, if the Delta wasn't spreading around right now. So, obviously these movies could have been making more, but, and again, you know, The Suicide Squad is on HBO Max as well, Free Guy isn't, so it it almost begs the question, did Free Guy actually do better? But, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Ryan Reynolds also revealed this week that Disney actually wants a sequel to Free Guy, which, I don't know how that would work, but I'm very excited for the potential of that. Uh, this movie, like I said, was hilarious. I was laughing the entire time, and it's it's just fun, and it's got a lot of obvious references to video gaming and gaming in general. Um, but I am very excited for a potential sequel. Um... Uh, also, uh, Denny Villeneuve, Nueve, Villeneuve, I think, I don't, I don't know, uh, has announced that for when Dune 2 comes out, Zendaya will be moved up to uh, co-protagonist or second protagonist uh, and the lead female protagonist when that film um, eventually starts filming and comes out. Of course, the first one is, is coming out this October. Um, it is an apt- adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune, a, a novel. Um, it was also adapted for screen by David Lynch in the 80s. I am very excited for this film. I loved everything Denis Villeneuve has done. And the very exciting thing about this movie is, it, it of course, it is coming to theaters, and uh, the director made a good point. It's like watching Dune at home on your television is like uh, speedboating in your bathtub, right? It's like you don't watch these movies at home. And that's, he did criticize, you know, the Warner HBO Max thing. But it's like, no, some of these movies need to be watched on a big fucking screen in a movie theater with perfectly tuned sound, 4K visuals, you know, not everyone's having that at home. Like, to fully experience Dune, you need to watch it in a theater. And you Bet, better believe my ass is going to be in a seat watching that movie on a big, giant screen. That is for sure. Uh, James Gunn has been doing, you know, like a press tour for The Suicide Squad. And it was revealed before he settled on Starro. Uh, before he settled on Starro, he was considering making Superman the main villain of The Suicide Squad. And oh my god, I, I, I want that now. Now I, now I really, really want that 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 movie. That movie would have been great for sure, but we'll we'll see if if that ever actually comes out. I would watch the hell out of that. Um, but <clears throat> I cannot wait to to watch it again. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch it this weekend on, on HBO Max now that I've already seen it in a theater. Um. Since nothing new comes out this weekend. But um, moving forward, uh, Universal have announced that the 10th film in the Fast and the Furious franchise, well, technically 11th if you count Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Fast and Furious 10 
will release in April of 2023. Yes, that is correct. April of 2023 will be the uh, expected release of um, Fast 10, barring no you know, extreme circumstances. And I'm sure Fast 11 will follow quickly after that. But uh, yeah, so 2023, Fast 10. Damn, 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 damn. Uh, Kevin Smith has also shown off uh, the first image from the filming of Clerks 3. And it looks like most of the cast is returning from Clerks 2. Uh, granted, you just you only really need Randall and, and, uh, and Dante. But Rosario Dawson's character is returning, as well as... Uh, I can't think of the character's name in, in Clerks 2, but like the other little kid that worked with them at the movies. Um, so they are all filming Clerks 3 currently. I think that movie is going to come out next year as well. Um, I love Kevin Smith and the Viewisk universe. I have never not loved his movies. I cannot wait for Clerks 3. I'm so happy it's being made. And if it's half as good... As uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot it was, then then it, it's going to be good. Uh, and then uh, this news came out today. Anthony Mackie has officially signed on to star in Captain America 4. So that movie is officially being made. It will be written by the writers of the show, Captain the, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, no word yet on if Sebastian Stan will return as Bucky. I, I hope he does because they're... they're their chemistry on screen, their camaraderie is is spot on, and it, it deserves to be given to us more. Uh, it's going to be written by, like I said, the, the show's writers. Uh, no word yet on a director, though, but I am very excited to see this actually happen. And I'm sure, I'm sure they will bring in Sharon Carter as the power broker more and build on that or, or other possible stories and uh, or, hell, uh, U.S. agent. But we'll, we'll see how that plays out. And um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. That's for damn sure. Uh, that is it for movies. I do want to talk about Free Guy, though, before we go. Uh, Free Guy, the new Ryan Reynolds film uh, about Guy, who is a character in a video game. Uh, this is not a movie you expect it to be. And all the actors are great in it. And the story is actually really, really fun. There's a lot of cool video game references in the film. There's multiple Halo references of all things. And Ryan Reynolds plays an NPC who like becomes self-aware. And it's fucking great. The, the jokes land. Channing Tatum is in it, who you wouldn't expect to see. And the way it, it, it pokes fun at gaming culture but also acknowledging it is, is amazing. Uh, but it also points out the like the the horrible things that go on in in game development studios as well, and I'm I'm happy it does that because it hopefully can help other developers realize that they they should always stand up for what they've created and things like that. And it it while technically it is like a rom com, it's it's more of a like a comedy based on gaming, and and just it it's so good. If you like Ryan Reynolds movies, you'll love it. If you are a big gamer, you will love it. If you like both things, it's going to be a, a, a home run, right? And just the, the story it, that plays out is very well written. And the dude character at the end, that was, that was fun. That was fun to see. Taika Waititi is, is amazing as always. 
Um, Jodie Comer, Comer is is great as the main character. Uh, she plays a dual role, playing Molotov girl in the game, and then um, I don't remember her her like real life character's name, but but it's a great dual role that she plays very well, very well indeed. And and it it's just it literally is like what it would be like for an NPC in a game. And I it's got this really dumb message about like don't attack NPCs and like that's bullshit, but other than that, I thought it was a great fucking movie. It's hilarious. And you should definitely go check it out if you haven't seen it. That's my quick little review. But definitely an 8 out of 10 for me. And I, I can't wait to watch it again. That's for damn sure. It's a great movie. Very great movie. Very fun. Very great characters. Very well written. Uh, and, and just it's a great homage to, to video gaming in general. And, it, and it's perfect. Um... But with that, that's Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to check out me on Twitch this weekend on the 101 League's Twitch channel. Uh, that is twitch.tv slash the 101 League. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as Discord. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate doubles on Friday and Super Smash Brothers Melee doubles on Saturday. Uh, hopefully I will be on Twitch on both days, but more than likely just Friday, uh, if anything. Um, also check out Panels Coffee, that's where we're gonna, uh, Comic Book Coffee Bar, that's where we're gonna be on Saturday for Melee. Um, great little spot. Um, they'll be hosting another Nevada Street Nerd Market in September, so be on the lookout for that. Um, other than that, I am Nick, I am your host of Nick's Nerd News. Don't forget to check out nicksnerdnews.com, where you can listen to the show right in your browser, uh, or... If you prefer, you can listen to us on the go where you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast pages. Um, also, while you're there, make sure to like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Uh, and also, check out our social media tab where you can find our links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, all our feeds are right there on the website as well. And uh, we post a lot of fun memes there. Or just search Nick's Nerd News on your social media platform of choice. Uh, But with that being said, as always, I am Nick. Today is Wednesday. This has been Nick's Nerd News. I will catch you guys on the flip side.